Welcome today to our podcast on loving relationships. And we have Sandra Ray with us, who is the expert on that subject. She's written many books on relationships. We've written a couple books together on relationships. And one of the things that we work with people in our sessions of liberation breathing is a thing we call the personal lie. It's our negative, most negative thought about ourselves, and often it's suppressed. We are not even aware we have that thought. And one of the common personal lies that we've encountered is this thought, I am not worthy. So can you tell us, Sandra, kind of how that manifests and why we need to look at this personal lie and how we get over it? Yeah, I think this personal lie, uh, everyone has one or two, and usually there's one that's dominant, and it does ruin your self-esteem. You know, you could have a thought, I'm not good enough, I'm bad, I'm wrong, I'm a fake, uh, I'm guilty. There's, you know, several hundred that we've collected. Yeah. And uh, this thought ruins your life, definitely ruins your uh, self-esteem, and it also affects your body. It could be lodged in the body, causing symptoms. And... um, it's really the most important thing to discover. So until you know your personal lie, your life can be stuck and you don't know why. Hmm. So how do we find it and how do we deal with it? Well, we wrote a book on this called Liberation. So a person could read that book. It's a short book, and it's very clear. And we listed all the personal lies we've encountered. I think there's over 350. So you can read that list and find which one stands out to you. Or you can have a session. And in a session, you know, we can uncover it very fast. And um, then, you know, they need to, the person needs to uh, not only just change it to the opposite, but it's really important to breathe it out because it's in the cells. So just changing it, you know, like I to I am good, let's say it's I'm not good enough. Well, just changing it to I am good enough is the beginning, but the old thought is in the cells. So this is why we need to have liberation breathing sessions to breathe it out of the cells. And the problem is it's an addiction, and the person may have had this thought, you know, their whole life or maybe several lifetimes even. And so... Um, they're so used to it that it it's actually has become an addiction. So you don't get over addictions overnight. You really have to work at it, and you need to do a spiritual cleansing, really. So when you say it's in the cells, what, what do you mean by that? Well, thoughts are stored in cells, and uh, they, they make the cell actually shrink. And uh, so when you do this breathing, the cell gets back to normal. You know, when I first started doing this work, my guru, Babaji, gave me a dream, and he said, um, You're, you were a nurse, uh, I want to remind you what a normal cell looks like. So I looked in the microscope in the dream, and I saw what a normal cell looks like, and he said, now look in this other microscope and look how the personal lie is affecting the cell and in the other microscope it was eroded the cell was actually eroded 
And that was a dream I had at the beginning of reversing. So you've written this book called Liberation, Freedom from Your Biggest Block to Pure Joy. And how can people find that book? I think it's on Amazon. It's easy to find. Hmm. Yes. So I think uh, it is on Amazon, and the link for that is bit.ly forward slash, and then libray, capital L-I-B, capital R-A-Y. So that's a capital L and a capital R. Mm. Bit.ly forward slash libray. So, this personal lie we had with a client the other day, and often we have it, and it's, I am not worthy. Mm -hmm. So, how can that manifest? I mean, can you just give us a picture of why we need to know about this and how it is affecting our life? Well, the person might uh, have the result that they're not worthy of love, so they don't get the love they deserve, or they're not worthy of being treated well, so they're not treated well by their mate. Uh, they're not worthy of getting um, advancing, and getting a raise in their career. Um, they're not worthy of happiness. Um, so, you know, and then if they're raised Catholic, they they really have that thought because they have to say, "I'm." I'm what is it they have to say in church? Well, like in the Mass, yeah. and my father was Catholic, so I know a little bit about the, the Mass. Not that we went to Catholic Church a lot, but sometimes we did. And there was a contrast because um, my mother was brought up Methodist, and we didn't have to say this. But in the Mass, when you go to get the communion, and the priest gives you the the, you know, the host, the wafer. communion wafer, wafer, just before you receive it, you have to say, I am not worthy to receive this. Yeah, that's crazy. So, you know, <laughs> if you think about uh, the conditioning of the human being and, you know, our childhood religion is much a part of that and you have to go every week and say that I'm not worthy it it gets down into your psyche yeah and now when you say in the cells it it's like everything is preceded by a thought form and then the thought form takes shape like if I have a thought of a table and then it takes shape into a table. That thought of table is in every atom of that table. Mm -hmm. So when you say the thought is stuck in the cells, it's like we have a mind, but we also have a body. So all the thoughts that we think are also imbued in every cell of our body. So that's why the breath work is necessary to dislodge that memory or dislodge that negative thought in the physical realm of our being. So you have to look at the mental realm, like this thought I'm not worthy, and you have to see that, well, it's a conditioned thought, 
so it may be affecting many areas of your life and why the breath work is so effective in in clearing that is well one the breath tends to make you more aware of subconscious thoughts you have because they come to the surface and then through the breathing and the expansion of your your pranic field or your energy field you open up and then these negative thoughts are released so yeah but this this thought I'm not worthy I I wanted to talk about it because you know I think I think a lot of people need help with that it's a basic um, self-esteem thought it's a low Mm self-esteem thought and what we find is it it runs in every uh, kind of what would you call it echelon of people like you could be very educated you could have a PhD you could have even a you know a, a professional job and still have a thought I'm not worthy so how do you think that that is possible well, uh, some people suppress the thought and they overcompensate and you know work really, really hard to be worthy um, by getting this law degree or something. But they still have the thought. You know, there was a book that I just thought about called "The Mind of the Cell." Uh huh. I read that a long time ago. Yeah. So um, you know, they might overcompensate and and be great, but underneath they still have this thought: "I'm not good enough." Or but whatever the negative thought is, they've suppressed it and overcompensated. Yeah. And that thought, I am not worthy, can affect their relationship. Right. So, you know, sometimes it appears as though someone is doing something to you and you feel bad or you feel taken advantage of or you feel not worthy. But what people don't see is that that thought I'm not worthy draws out the behavior in that other person Mm. because you're addicted to the feeling not I'm not worthy so they may do something that makes you feel unworthy but it's the thought in you that is attracting them to do that yeah, and a good example is people who have a thought I'm bad as a personal lie. They might incarnate into a family where they get hit and beaten up. And, you know, we say, why did you attract that kind of family? And it, it's the thought I'm bad. I deserve to be punished. Uh-huh. So they might have had that thought from in past life where they did things that were bad. So even the way your parents treat you is related to your thoughts. Mm-hmm. You know, children have very sophisticated thoughts, even as babies, and they may come in with a bad thought. Well, so when you say how your tra- parents treated you, are you saying that um, we could set up our relationship, our mate, to treat us like our parents treated us? Yeah, it happens all the time. Then mm. the mind seeks what's familiar. So most people marry a partner who is like a parent they had the most trouble with. Ah, okay. All right. 
Well, you have in this book, I notice, uh, on the personal lie, liberation, freedom from your biggest block to pure joy, you have this thing called the personal lie, undo, redo process. What, what exactly is that? Well, you know, you and I figured that out in London one time, lying in our hotel room. Why don't you share that? Oh, well, okay, so Sandra and I were, at, well, actually this was premised by an experience we had in India. We were at Babaji's ashram, and a lady from Estonia came up to Sandra and said, What? Uh, is it possible, Sandra Ray, to get over your personal lie in this lifetime? Which, obviously, I had a lot of compassion for her. She was more or less saying, I've been wrestling with this thought for years and decades. Yeah. And then I said, only by the help of God is what came out of me. Oh, okay. So that was the kind of catalyst for this process that we came up with. Because that question is everybody's question. If I have a negative tendency... How do I get over it? Mm. All right. So, I mean, people may want to get over it. They say, yes, oh, I really, I see that. I see I have that thought. I see I feel that way about myself. How do I get over it? How do I change it? And then they're smack up against their personal lie. And it seems as though this personal lie kind of rears its ugly head, uh, over and over again it's kind of a stubborn thought so we came up with this process in London actually and uh, it goes something like this so it's got eight points and point number one is I forgive myself for thinking in this case I am not worthy. That's point number one. one. What's point number two? Uh, God did not create me with that thought. Okay. So if you don't like the word God, you could use the word life force or my creator. So your creator did not create you with the thought, I am not worthy. You made that up. So then the third point is God created me worthy. Mm -hmm. I know that sounds kind of simple, and it is simple, but we all have to be determined to change our mind. And if we've been thinking for years, I'm not worthy, it takes a lot of determination to turn that momentum around. So in the beginning, you have to do some of these written or verbal processes to turn that thought around. So the third one is God did not create me. Oh, I'm sorry. God created me worthy. Just a simple reversal Mm -hmm. of the thought. Mm -hmm. Then you have to acknowledge your source did not create you that way, created you with the positive aspect of yourself and then you affirm that I am as God created me Mm -hmm. God created me worthy and I am as God created me so tell us a little bit about this 
statement I am and how powerful that is right I am is really the most powerful thing you could say whatever you put after I am is instant manifestation and uh, you know God said in the Bible I am that I am which means I am whatever I say I am so whatever you put after I am it, it manifests really fast so okay if you put a negative after I am that really manifests so I am, as God created me, it would be, um, I am worthy. Right? Yeah. And then the next one would be number four, right? Which would be, Five. No. Would, number four is, I am as God created me. Number five is, therefore, the thought, I am not worthy, is a lie. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. number five. And that's why we call it a personal lie. Well, and I think that it's important to see that it's a lie. Because a lie is something that's not true. And something that's not true is not really there, even though it it appears as though it's there. Mm -hmm. So the personal lie is like a mirage, but we treat it like it's a solid thing, you know? And because we treat it that way, it manifests results in our life. So if we see that it's a lie, and we see that lies are not, they have no substance, it's easy for us, easier for us to let it go. But, but we're stubborn about it. So what's, what's number six? I let go of my stubborn refusal to give this thought up. So we have to deal with our stubbornness. And, and that's a statement that deals with our stubbornness to change or stubbornness to even admit that this personal lie is screwing up our life. You know, a lot of people go into denial and don't even want to admit they have a personal lie. But, you know, their, their relationships are in a shambles, their pets are dying, their cars in constant need of repair, and their, their thoughts are affecting the vibration of everything around them. So until we're willing to look at this and, and give it up, we're stubbornly clinging to it. So what's number seven? This is where you go for a higher power to help you. Um, I allow the Holy Spirit to undo this thought for me. Yeah. So, you know, in, in a lot of the uh, systems that help people get over addictions, like AA, I'm thinking... You know, there's this common saying, let go and let God, and they acknowledge that you need this higher power to help you turn around an addiction, and the personal lie is an addiction. So this invoking the Holy Spirit or the power of the life force, whatever you want to call that, the benevolence of the divine creator to help you, whatever you want to call that, you have to invoke that help. And then what's the final piece in this puzzle? I'm willing to see myself as worthy. I'm willing to see myself as the opposite of my personal life. Okay, so that's number eight. So I think if if anyone's interested in, I won't say improving themselves. I would say awakening to their real self um, they have to deal with this thing we call the personal lie because everyone has one 
you know, unless you're like Jesus or Babaji or the Divine Mother and you're walking on water and you're raising the dead and performing miracles, chances are you have a personal lie. Mm -hmm. So we're here in this work to help people overcome it. Right. So thank you, thank Sandra you. Ray, and thank we you. we appreciate our audience for listening. <laughs>